0: everybody, and welcome to Growth Week. This is a monthly, week-long conversation that is aimed at helping you grow in every aspect of your life. If the truth be told, everyone wants to live a good, healthy, and vibrant life. But I'm here to tell you that a vibrant life is grown on purpose. It just doesn't happen by accident. So... No matter who you are or where you are in life, whether you are a businessman, a church leader, or a housewife, this podcast will challenge you and or your organization to grow intentionally towards your God-given purpose. My name is Justin Duro. I'm a certified John Maxwell leadership coach, and I'm also the lead pastor here at Word of Truth Ministry. With me in the studio is one of our ministry directors and co-hosts, Robin Aldea. Hey, everybody. It's hard to believe that we are already at the end of our crucial conversation on how to build or develop healthy relationships. So we started this week by giving you some practical principles on how not to suck at your relationships. Then on Tuesday, we said if you want good and healthy relationships, you have to first get over yourself. On Wednesday, we challenge you to deal with your trust Issues. And yesterday, we gave you some practical tips on how to invest in your relationships for the long haul. Like we said at the top of this week, um, all these principles are coming from John Maxwell's book, Winning with People. This is a really great book, and we highly recommend it. Robin, I know you're currently reading the book. What do you think about the book?
1: It is brilliant. So, so good. It just adds so much meat to what we've been speaking about. And I really want to encourage every single person that has been listening to this podcast and has been blessed by this, that that book will just give so much more to you. So go out, get that book, get your hands on it, listen to the audiobook, whatever you need to do, just make sure that you digest it because it will help you further along in all your relationships.
0: That's great. Well, today we are going to conclude our conversation with a sarcastic command, as it were, don't be a loser. While it might be humorous for some, the reality is no one wants to be a loser, especially when it comes to relationships. Feeling like a loser in your relationships is one of the most painful feelings you will ever feel in life. It really sucks to think of yourself as a loser, especially if you think that no one wants to be Close to you or to relate with you because in one way or another, they look at you as a loser. So when we are saying don't be a loser, we are implying three specific types of losers here. Number one, don't be that loser friend that no one wants to be Mm -hmm. around. I'm sure you all know that kind of friend that, you know, the moment they walk into your life they cause you to lose something. You lose your joy, you lose something. It's just like that friend is a loser. We're not actually saying that that person is a loser, but they are causing you to lose something. Maybe they cause you to lose yourself and we don't like those people. You know, they bring the worst out of you. So people avoid loser friends. Number two, when we say don't be a loser, we are saying don't miss out on the opportunity to develop good And healthy relationships. Mm. You know, so many people are afraid to invest in relationships because they don't want the pain, the heartbreak that comes with relationships. But don't be a loser. You need to take that step of faith and begin to invest in your relationships. If you isolate yourself and avoid uh, real deep and meaningful relationships, you are actually choosing to be a loser. And finally, when we say don't be a loser, we genuinely want to help you win in all your relationships. And like I said in the beginning, no one wants to be a loser. So if you don't want to be a loser, you better believe that all your friends and loved ones also don't want to be a loser. So If no one wants to be a loser, it is your responsibility as you step into relationships to create what we are calling a win-win situation in all your relationships. And like we said yesterday, you need to enter into your relationships with an investment mind. You need to be willing to invest in others so that they in turn may also invest in you a win-win relationship is only possible when both parties are willing to invest so we we need to enter into all our relationships with this i'm willing to invest and if this is not true in your relationships the relationship becomes uh lopsided Mm. and once it's lopsided those relationships don't last i've i've noticed robin Over and over again. Uh, Those people that enter into a relationship with a mind to just take, they are always demanding. They want more and more out of you, and you are feeling like, I'm giving so much more. What else can I do? It just means that the relationship is lopsided. And so, if you are serious about your relationships and you don't want to be a loser in your relationships, we are going to be giving you some practical tips on how to improve your relationships?
1: Pastor Jay, just on what you were saying about lopsided relationships, you know, I've been in so many of those situations where I give and I give and I give to certain people and it's just like there's no reciprocation. Yeah. And so eventually the giver gets worn out and you kind of just become numb to the person, you become numb to the relationship until eventually you just part ways, which is so sad. Yeah. So we want to say on the other side, you know, if, if there's someone in your life that is trying to be your friend that is trying to um, you know really invest in that relationship if you're not ready for it then be real be real with the person and just tell them like hey this is not for me right now or maybe it won't ever be for me kind of thing
0: that's right Robin so uh, the question everyone must ask am I really willing to create a win-win situation and and not just say yes and then uh, not pull up your socks or put the effort, roll your sleeves, work on it. It really has to be a win-win situation. So Robin, if I don't want to be a loser, what is the first principle I need to apply and observe in all my relationships? Mm.
1: So the first one is called the boomerang principle. I'm sure all our listeners know what a boomerang is. It's like Mm -hmm. this little toy that you throw and it's supposed to come back to you again, right?
0: Okay, you say supposed. Have you you been throwing those and not coming back to you?
1: I I say supposed to because I've never thrown one and I'm terrible (laughs) at sports and anything to do with coordination. So I'm pretty sure that if you can fail at a boomerang, that would be me, I would win. (laughs) I would be a loser at throwing a boomerang. Okay, but anyways, so this simply says when we help others, we help ourselves. Mm -hmm. Those who are willing to invest in others give, And then they also receive. So Mm. what you put into a relationship is what you get back, right? That's good. Maybe you've been throwing like a frisbee at your relationship and it just keeps hitting a wall kind of thing, (laughs) you know? But we're saying that you need to make sure that you've got a boomerang in your hand, right? And so what you are giving out needs to come back to you. And those who really live by this, they are... People who are helpful, they're caring, they're constructive, they they want to invest in others. They want to take a situation, they want to take a person, and they want to make everything and everyone they touch better. They understand that the best way to do that is to give of themselves. And so to enrich the world and become someone who invests in others, you must do these following things. Number one is you must think of others first. It's good. And you know this is the Jesus model. He would always put the needs of others above his. You know, he served first. That was his entire thing was he came to seek and to save the lost. He came to serve people. He came to put others first. And so if you want to be good in relationships, you need to make sure that you have that ability to put others first. Um, You know, you need to begin every relationship with just putting yourself in that person's shoes and saying, hey, I'm going to give that person just like baseline respect and trust before they've even had a chance to earn it, because that just paves the way for a good and healthy relationship. Number two is that you need to focus on the investment and not the return. So um, investors and people are like investors in the stock market. In the long haul, they will benefit, but they have little control over what is happening right now or what will happen. But the one thing that they can control is how and what they invest. So you need to be more focused on what you are investing than just thinking of like, hey, the end goal, I'm investing in someone so that I can get that. That's that's not the right mindset at Mm -hmm. all because and you're kind of just using people. So you need to be sure that, hey, you're investing um, because you just love on people and because you really believe that this is a relationship that can go the long haul. Number three is that you need to pick out a few people with great potential. Now, that might sound a bit, you know, like, oh, exclusive. But the truth is, is that, you know, if you think about the whole um, investment principle, you can't invest all your eggs in one basket. So you can't pour your everything into only one person. Um, and you also can't do it with 20 people, you know, or 30 people, you need to choose who are the few people that you know, Hey, these are the people that I want to run the race with. These are the people that I want to champion. I want them to champion me. And then you invest In that, because the good investors don't spread themselves too thin. They know that they can only give so much of themselves, so much of their time to a specific person, to a specific, um, relationship. And so this is very, very important. Um you and obviously you need to let the person in on that. You need to when you begin the process, you need to talk to them about that because you can't really do that with someone who's not interested. So you need to maybe sit down with someone, have that conversation and say, hey, I really believe that this is a relationship that can go go the long haul. Are you willing to, you know, come to the party? Are you willing to also invest into this relationship? And so The stronger that that relationship gets and the greater you build the trust in that, the higher the likelihood that the investment process will work out. And then the fourth thing is that you will enjoy a return in due season. So when people's motives are pure and they genuinely desire to add value to others, they cannot help others without receiving some sort of benefit. Now, that may not be immediate. It may take a long time, but it will happen. And so know that those relationships that you're busy pouring your heart into, the ones that you know, hey, this is for the long haul. It may be 10 years from now where you really reap the benefits of that, but you will reap the benefits eventually.
0: You know, when I think of sowing and reaping, you know, that's a biblical concept that God says, as long as the earth remains Seed time and harvest will be there. So if you focus on sowing, which is the giving aspect, mm. if you give, I promise you, you will receive. If you sow, you will reap. And um, the Bible actually says that it's more blessed to give than mm. to receive. So when you go into a relationship with the understanding of this uh, boomerang principle, you are excited about giving.
1: And just a practical tip of how you can examine, maybe there's a relationship that you're questioning right now and you're saying, hey, I've invested so much. Or you're on the other side and you're like, hey, maybe I haven't invested enough. Think practically, like when was the last time you reached out to that person? Mm. Is every time you reach out because you need something from them?
0: Sure.
1: Or are you reaching out simply having the joy of doing life with that person, simply caring about them, you know, like, hey, how are you doing? When was the last time, you know, you reached out to that person that you claim is your friend, but really if you examine it, you only ever talk to them when you want something from them.
0: They're those people that when you see their number on your phone and their name appearing, you immediately know that something is wrong. They definitely want something because they hardly call you or reach out to you just because they want to say hi or... Just because they want to invest something in mm. you, so yeah, check your own life and uh, check the the conversations you've been having with your friends. Are you adding or are you subtracting Definitely. from that?
1: Yeah, okay, Pastor J. What is the second principle in a win-win
0: relationship? It's what John calls the friendship principle. This is a very important principle. And as we are talking about relationships, no matter what the relationship might be, uh, whether it's husband, wife, whether it's a business relationship, the friendship principle simply states, all things being equal, people will work with the people they like. And all things not being equal, they will still do. So what, what John is arguing here is, Everybody wants to work with people they like. Whatever the situation, whatever the circumstances, we are always going to gravitate towards the people we like. I like this from John Maxwell. He says, people won't go along with you if they can't get along with you. Mm. And that's the friendship principle. People want to go along with the people they get along. If we, if you invite me to, a uh, you know, let's go for a hike. If I don't get along with you, I don't want to go on that mm. hike. Because why? Uh, it's going to be miserable. It's just going to be climbing rocks and things but if if I get along with you the pain of climbing whatever rock or mountain or whatever the story is 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 kind of reduced by the fact that I enjoy being with you so friendship matters and we need to uh, seriously ask ourselves do I get along with the people that I want to relate to do do I genuinely like them and do they like me because if that's not true I promise you, you are you are investing in relationships that don't go far. If you want long-lasting relationships, you really need to invest in the uh, friendship principle. Now, to put it in a different way, people want to take life's journey with other people they like and enjoy being around. People prefer to be with true friends. And here's one of the things that you can do or a few things that you can do to check if you really are a true friend. Number one, friends see you at your worst, but never forget your best. Mm. So if you want to apply the friendship principle, you will get to see people at their worst, but don't forget their best. Number two, true friends think you are a little bit more wonderful than you really are. And wow. I, I love those kind of people. Those are the people that I want to walk uh, walk alongside because they, they always make me feel a little bit better about myself. Mm-hmm. Number three, true friends uh, can talk with you for hours or be with you in complete silence. Mm-hmm. If you're going on that hike, sometimes you've got nothing to say, but because you're really enjoying each other's company, you can walk alongside each other in silence and it'll be fine. I think you covered this yesterday. True friends celebrate your success. And we need to make sure that in all our relationships, we are observing this friendship principle by celebrating other people's successes. And finally, true friends will tell you the truth at all mm. times. You know, these principles make separate you from just any other friend. If you're really a true friend and you uh, want to invest in relationships for the long haul, check yourself against these quick principles, am I doing these things? Am I constantly doing these things with the people that I relate Mm. to?
1: And you know, I love what you said, Pastor Jay, about, you know, true friends believe that you're better. (laughs) Like they believe, they really, really believe that you are just the best. Yeah. And sometimes because, hey, we don't often see ourselves through the best lenses. Like we can see oh, yeah. we can see so much good in other people. And then when we go look in the mirror, it's like, hey, you know, I wish I had that. <laughs> I wish I was more like that person. But the thing that is so great about someone who is this kind of friend is that you can be at your lowest low. You can be in that foxhole yeah. and they will come alongside you and they'll remind you of how you've overcome specific things, of how you've had to work through some really hard things in life. And they'll just say, hey, you inspire me the way that you do this. Like there's a friend that I have that every time I'm kind of going through something, you know, she'll, she'll just come up to me and she'll say, you're the best. Yeah. You're the best. And, you know, it's like it doesn't matter what is going through my head that day or what I'm feeling. That'll just be like, okay. I am the best. (laughs) You know, if there's someone that can see that I'm the best, then I am the best. And you need people like that. You need that encouragement. And so this is such a beautiful principle. And if you have people like that in your life, thank God for them because those are special people.
0: Great. You know, we call these people not just true friends. We often call them best friends. And I was just thinking of it. They are best friends because they see the best Mm. in you. So if you want to be somebody's bestie, You don't say, well, why am I not your bestie? Just see the best in them and they will Mm -hmm. begin to call you their bestie. All right. Let's go to the next principle, Robin.
1: So the next principle is called the partnership principle, which says working together increases the odds of winning together. So you want to try and build good relationships with everyone, live at peace with everyone. You know, don't make enemies, don't (laughs) burn bridges as you go along. But the truth is, is that you can only really forge partnerships with a few. You can't go into partnership with everybody. It's actually dangerous because we've been saying, you know, those closest to you will determine your level of success. There's that saying that says, show me your friends and I'll show you your future. Mm -hmm. This is where that comes into. And so this almost makes me think about that whole inner circle thing where you have the people who are really the closest to you. It may not be in terms of business that you're actually partnering with people um, oftentimes it won't it'll be like hey we're partnering together for life like we're gonna raise our families alongside each other we're gonna go on vacation together we're gonna do certain things in life together that kind of partnership and so this is important that you need to to move from simply like connecting with people You know, And there's nothing wrong with that. Connect with people, good people. But you want to partner with people who are difference makers, who are those people that are just going to take your life to the next level, who are always going to be pushing you to do the best, to be the best, and to make the best of your life, of your family's life. And so it's important that you find people who are capable, capable people who have the same or similar passion and mission as yours who also want to kind of do the same things that you do and this will lead this mindset this principle will lead you to having so many relational partnerships that'll just enrich your life and together you will do so much for you know your community for the kingdom for Mm. whatever it is that you're pouring your life into and you know pastor j um The truth is that every person has two kinds of mindsets, okay? So the one is like scarcity where, you know, there's Mm. just not enough to go around. And the other one is abundance. So um, people with a scarcity mindset believe there's only so much to go around. So you have to scrape for everything you can and protect whatever you have at all costs. But people with an abundance mindset believe there's always enough to go around. And so you need to have the abundant mindset when it comes to your relationships. You need to know that, hey, there's always enough to go around. You don't have to save this part of yourself because it's gonna run out for, <laughs> and no one else can have it, no. Yeah. Or you don't wanna give certain parts because you feel like, hey, that's enough. No, we wanna encourage you guys to have an abundant mindset when it comes to this principle and know that, hey, when you know that there's that person that you wanna partner with, when you know that there's that family that you wanna partner with, Give it your all.
0: That's good. And yeah, you know, th- these things are almost at the end of a-, a long process. You know, when you speak of partnership, you don't just partner with somebody off the cuff. You know, it's yeah. like at the end of a long process, you've done the uh, the trust level, uh, building mutual trust and all sorts of things that you've invested in the relationship. And one day you can actually say, let's partner. It's almost like it reminds me of when I was dating my wife, you know. It, it got to a place where we have gone through all sorts of other processes and you kind of get to that stage where you're like, I think I can do life with you mm-hmm. for the rest of my life. And you, you make significant um, commitment to one another and that's when partnership comes in. So don't just rush into partnership, uh, partner with people that you have uh, just kind of gone through the, the processes with. And this brings us to the final principle, which is the satisfaction principle. It's almost like at the end where you're like, yeah, I've got some really good relationships. And I want to say to you, this is, this is rare. Most people don't get to the stage because, you know, we, we don't value people Mm. enough. If you ever want to get to a place where you really are satisfied in your relationships, you have to, it starts with you believing in people, invest in people, work hard to go through all these processes that we've been talking about so that you one day get to a place where you're satisfied. And I can say to you, you know, I don't say I've got perfect relationships, but I've got a few relationships around me that I'm really satisfied with. I'm like, yeah, this is great. Now, what the satisfaction principle says is this, in great relationships, the joy of being together Mm. is enough. I promise you very few people know what we're talking about right here. Just the joy of being together should be enough. And when you know that I don't have to perform to keep this relationship going, I don't have to do anything. I don't have to pretend. I don't have to put on a show. I don't have to uh, wow somebody. I just have to be. That's when you know you are in a great relationship. And uh, just the joy of being there is going to be enough. When I think of... um, my my relationship with my wife actually because I didn't I didn't fully understand this principle there was a time when I wasn't happy with the fact that my wife and I could sit and just be you know and not talk and I was like is something wrong why can't we connect why are we not chatty as so as you are with so and so and then we finally realized that hey we are in such a great relationship that sometimes we can just sit for hours, knowing that we are in the same room, we are next to each other, say nothing, and we're just like, wow, this is good life. So, yeah, I really got to understand this from just the level of our relationship because many times people are so used to performance that when they are with you, they wanna perform. They're trying to do something. They're trying to keep you happy. They're trying to keep you smiling. They're trying to keep you joking, uh, laughing. I mean, so they're always working hard, and that's not satisfaction. Satisfaction is just like I'm here, mm. you're there, and I'm happy. And
1: that's tiring. That's oh, tiring. Yeah. It's tiring being the person who's trying to <laughs> constantly fill the the silence with something, you yeah. know. But it's also tiring for the person on the receiving end, where maybe you just like really want to sit in silence and you just want to decompressed and then <laughs> yeah. there's someone that's constantly just trying to fill that silence with noise yeah you know for me there's so much joy that comes with people certain people that hey we can spend a whole afternoon together yeah. and it makes me think of toddlers and how they they, they call it parallel play. Yeah. You know, like you can put two toddlers <laughs> in a room together and give them a whole bunch of toys. And chances are they won't interact with each other as much. Yeah. But they're having the best time. They're together. They're doing their own thing. And for me, that's like the most fulfilling kind of relationship where, hey... You can sit and, I don't know, work on something. I'll sit and read a book. We'll be together. And that is just life-giving for me personally.
0: Certainly. It is for most people. But the reality is we are so used to keeping up appearances and making, yeah, you know, this extra effort Mm. to just kind of think this is a great time. But when you really have a great relationship, As John says, sometimes the joy of just being together Mm. is enough. Now, here are four factors that can help you create the right climate for those type of relationships where simply being together is enough. Uh, Number one, shared memories. You know, again, we spoke about this earlier. When you really work hard at creating memories, sometimes you just come together and you just reminisce. you just kind of like, oh, yeah. I remember those good days and you just want to absorb those moments and that will be really Mm. great.
1: You know, I love that you're talking about this now because um, this week, two years ago, I was in Israel Mm. with an amazing group of ladies. Um, There were eight of us and, you know, we were just traveling all over Israel, seeing all the sites and just really creating such a special bond. And some of these people don't even live where we live. Some of them live um, on the other side of the country, but you know, at the beginning of the week as Facebook memories kind of start coming up and you start saying like, Hey, today we got on the plane two years ago. Someone sends a message on the WhatsApp group that we still have together. (laughs) And it's like this whole week is just like reminiscing on that. And Hey, I may not speak to those people every day. I may not, you know, like come really be involved in their day to day life, but there's always that special bond that we have on the, fact that, hey, we had two weeks together that we created the special bond. We saw things that no one else could see. (laughs) You know, we can have the most amazing stories, the most amazing laughs, and that is just special in itself. You know, it's so satisfying to reflect on, back on a time like that. And just to have the joy of saying, Hey, maybe one day we'll be together in Israel again, kind of thing.
0: Yeah. That's awesome. And like you said, shared memories create a bonded environment. It's just like we are connecting. It's like, wow. Even right now, when you, when you just mentioned, uh, this is a WhatsApp message on a group, you're not in the same space as it were, but the, the reality is when you think of it, it's like, Oh, That was really good. Mm. Imagine when you're together and you just sit there and no one has to uh, perform. Mm. Just like it was really good. Another thing that you can use to um, create such a climate is growing together. You know, we spoke about this earlier again. Growing together creates a committed environment. You know, when you have done things together, when you have worked on certain things together, there's a, there's this sense of Man, when I think of where we used to be, uh, actually, for me coming back to my relationship with my wife, when I think of the days when I used to date her and back then it was all about performance, I wanted to impress mm. her and I would you know, I would I didn't even want a moment of silence because I thought, man, she might think I'm boring, she <laughs> might leave me. So I was always performing. But when we look at how we've grown together, now we can actually be free and just like, wow, that's really good. And then mutual respect creates a healthy environment of trust and servanthood. And so if you really want to be satisfied in your relationships, learn to trust one another. Learn to respect one another. Uh, respect the silence. Respect those moments when, hey, it's just good to be with you. And lastly, unconditional love. You know, when you are loved unconditionally, you are always going to feel safe. And, and many times, if you think of it in, in relationships where you're not sure you are loved for who you are, you are always going to be working extra hard to try and keep the relationship. So, hey, at the very height, of all our relationships is the satisfaction mm. principle where one day you are just together. I always imagine, like now I've got my inner circle and I, I imagine it, I haven't actually even verbalized it to them, but I always imagine that one day when we are in our 80s, we'll, the six of us, six couples would come together and would we'll go on a vacation somewhere and there is no activity, <laughs> there is no sightseeing. It's just like we are... Old and we just like to sit with each other and you're like, wow, that's a good life. You should just go on a cruise, you know, go on a
1: cruise, lots of food, (laughs) stay on the boat. (laughs) I
0: I like the food. (laughs) I like the food part, but. That's what satisfaction looks yeah. like. Like There's nothing we need to do. We don't want to see the world. Mm. We just want to be together. And let's just enjoy yeah. being together.
1: I love that this is the last principle that we're sharing today. Because really, I think this is the test of any true relationship. True. It's like, hey... As I said this in the very first episode of this week. You know, our greatest pleasures come from our relationships as well as our greatest pain. Mm. And so, when you look at a relationship and you really examine it and it's causing you more pain than pleasure, then there's some things that you might need to work on. There's yeah. some principles that you might need to seriously consider applying to your own life and to the relationship. But hey, there's so much joy, there's so much pleasure that comes from having this kind of relationship where just it's like satisfying. Yeah. It's like, hey, this is just, life-giving it's just fun it's just you know relaxing amazing peaceful all those you know describing words of just like hey i love this person i love being around them and they just bring so much life to your know, life.
0: You know, Robin, as you're just trying to describe this, I'm actually feeling good. I'm, I'm, I feel like something is lifting <laughs> off me. I'm like, yeah, God, why can't all my relationships be like Man, that?
1: come on. And, and
0: <laughs> if we are really serious about the, uh, building healthy relationships, start now. And one day you would look around you and you've got these amazing people and you're just satisfied doing life with them
1: definitely and so we have come to the end of this month's growth week and it has been so good we want to thank you guys for journeying along with us and we want to remind you about what we spoke about so the first episode we spoke about how not to suck at relationships and we asked Mm -hmm. the question are you prepared for relationships and so you need to ask yourself hey Am I prepared for relationships? Relationships are hard. They take work. Am I prepared to really go into this?
0: Powerful question, Robin.
1: And then the second one was get over yourself. <laughs> and that simply was the question of, are you willing to focus on others? Are you willing to remove the focus from yourself and really just invest in others? Number three, we spoke about dealing with your trust issues and we asked the question, can you build mutual trust? Are you able to really get down to the foundations, make sure that that bedrock, that foundation is right? And can you really build trust with that person. And then we spoke about investing for the long haul. Are you willing, are you really, really willing to invest in others? Are you willing to pour out your life um, with others and, and invest in them?
0: Robin, I think this is a very key question. Are you really willing to invest in others? Because if you're not willing to do this, all this will mean nothing. I promise you, if you want your relationships to improve, there has to be that willingness to risk everything and start today. If you have a friend that you haven't spoken to, you haven't reached out to, or somebody that you wish you were having a better relationship with, start today. I am going to invest Mm. in this relationship.
1: That's good. And then today, don't be a loser. Can (laughs) you create a win-win relationship? I don't
0: want to be a loser. No,
1: definitely not. And you know, guys, as we've been saying relationships are hard. They require work. They require you to be intentional, but I promise you that it may be hard to start applying these things in the beginning, but there will be so much freedom that you find when you live a principled life. You know, there will be so much freedom that you find when you really take these things to heart. And it's not just something that you're kind of throwing at the wall and it doesn't, it will stick. It will stick. If you're serious about making these things a, a part of your life, it will bear fruit. And so we want to encourage you guys to keep pushing i promise you that what we're speaking about is not stuff that we are just throwing out there we are wrestling with these things every single day we are growing through these things every single day
0: now robin uh, we need to uh, warn our podcast listeners that because you now know these things you are going to be tested in your relationships when we went through this our relationships were tested i remember we would have some days where we got to the office and somebody is just having a relational issue and because we are always judged according to what we know so if you find that your relationships are being tested at this moment it's because of what you now know don't give up apply the principles and it will get better
1: definitely and so until next month let's keep growing